A Savvy Raw, you're listening to Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality, here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Kick back, listen and learn, join the chat, 563-999-3742, press 1 to comment or show some love. On time, on time, as always, everything in divine time, and I swear to God and everything in the heavens and astrological bodies everywhere that this has been a day for me personally. And seeing as we're talking about the third eye and perspective and perception and magic, it's cool. It's cool. Everything on Divine Time. This is Savvy Raw. You are tuned into Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. And as said, we are talking about some taboo subjects today, things that are less than known, less than talked about, especially in the communities that we may find ourselves in and personally when we have certain curiosities. Um, Why do we awaken? What makes our third eye open? What is the third eye and what is magic? It's not all about, you know, playing cards and rabbits out of hats and stuff like that. It's more so a personal thing. And one thing for myself that I've discovered and continue to discover with this I, this third I, it's more so about myself, right, the real I. Like think of the letter I, all about me. How do I see myself? How am I in control of myself? What am I doing for myself? You know, and with all of this knowledge and information that's out there, I found it appropriate to come on here and share some information, have some people speak, hopefully get some calls in for people to share their experiences with with attaining this knowledge or having their awakenings and, you know, their curiosities and things that may have not been accepted in your households or within your communities and in your friendships because people couldn't really understand what it is. Uh, But we're going to get into it real deep, all right? When we come back, we're going to be talking about the third eye and magic here on Savvy Sessions. I'm the, I'm the dad you see when you in the mirror Say my name five times, this what I deliver 
yes, yes, yes. Christ conscious. Christ conscious that knowing of self. All right, man, look. Magic. What do you know about magic? Like I said, it ain't card playing. It ain't rabbits out of the hat. It ain't sawing nobody in half. Like, I'm talking about a spiritual concept. And where it started with me, I'm going to just give some some background. Um, I would say back in 2012, right? 2012, a lot of people might refer to that as a great awakening um, for a lot of people. A lot of people came into a lot of knowledge during that time, um, changed their life in a lot of ways, may have opened themselves up to new information. And that's all, to me, what the third eye is about is expanding your perception and expansion of your perception perception and your perspective to how you view things in the world. And that happens at a time, in my belief, where your spirit is calling for intense growth, because we know that there's two realities that we live in. We have this physical reality that we experience, the things that we see, the things that, you know, day-to-day interactions with people. And then we have our spiritual self, our own internal world. And so time after time, I believe that we can have multiple awakenings. You know what I'm saying? There's periods that we go through in our lives where we're needing to experience certain things for growth. And sometimes those things are uncomfortable. Sometimes those things are unfavorable. Sometimes those things are, you know, confusing. But in my faith, as I'm learning, is those things are catalysts, you know, for change. And as a spiritual being on this journey, that's all we really have to look forward to is change. You know what I'm saying? Um and so change, when it comes to magic, um, is a form of alchemy, right? So there's this credited person, right? You might see that magic is spelled with a K. And there is a teacher by the name of Alistair Crawley, an English occultist, writer, ceremonial magician. And if you so would like to research it, Alistair Crawley. I'm just going to give out a lot of information for people. And you may have seen this person before in likes of things like the Illuminati, right? You hear things about the Illuminati, you hear things about the occult, and that's when you've been told to stay away from things and not told the true meaning of them. But this person, he came up with this um, way to explain magic, right? And it's credited to him. And I'm going to get into more origins of it as well, because we know these are ancient practices. And he so he created this religion called the Lima, and it's an esoteric occult and spiritual philosophy where the teachings are centered around following your true path and determining your true will, right? It's fulfilling one's true true will, and that requires going through some dark times and facing the unknown, and using all natural forces or elements or magic and alchemy to do that. So, for myself. Like I said, back in uh, 2012, I was acquiring a whole lot of information. And growing up, I wasn't really steered away from a lot of things. I grew up in a religious household in that we went to church on some Sundays, right? We went to church on some Sundays. It wasn't like we were reading the Bible um, every day at home or anything like that. And I wasn't necessarily told that I shouldn't watch certain things. Like, I liked watching a lot of magic movies, like The Craft and hocus pocus and you know i was into a lot of horror and all that kind of stuff so the like demonicness and all that kind of thing and all the symbolism it didn't really scare me it it intrigued me in a way and i was curious and so in my background i wasn't told to stay away from it so in my awakening 
when it came time to acquire the information and look up things, I didn't really have aversions to it. So it was really interesting to me to find that these practices um, not only are ancient, but they're at, at its core, it's for the individual to have a better understanding of their personal experience and how much control you can actually have. Um, I got Gigi, the storyteller, with me. Gigi, do you have any experience with this at all? Yes, 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 all of y'all. This is Gigi, the storyteller, and I have so many stories to tell. Well, I'm the one that actually, yes, I grew up in Christianity, and it was like, oh, no, no, no. Everything was of the devil. Um, Being into, uh, like, a medium or anything of that such, it was no, no, no. Tarot cards was no, no, no of the devil. Secular music of the devil. Everything was just bad for you. And as you said, it's something about that um, so-called 2012 because that was actually my awakening. And, you know, I said before here on Hot Words, Hot Topic, I'm just a little girl from Compton, California, and I promise you, I had not heard about anything about a third eye because I grew up in Christianity. They don't teach that. And it's funny because there's so many similarities, you know. It's almost like the same thing, the Holy Spirit as being the third eye, the pineal gland. Um, I do believe that a lot of people say that, uh, your eye, your eye is opening, and some people say you should not open up your eye. But you know, I do know that we are all born with it. Um, there's actually scripture in the Bible that reference that, and later in the show, I'll get that scripture for you if you want to look at it for those who are following some of the um, the stories in the Bible because they correlate. Um, I do uh, agree with Savvy because there's a lot of people who get into, um, like, quote-unquote witchcraft, and and they're not knowing that witch is actually a wise woman, okay? Sitting on my desk Mm -hmm. right now, I'm burning some mulberry candle, and I got the owl sitting here because we're going to drop some wisdom for you. And I do want to say this. There's a lot of tricksters out there. They are unreal. There's charlatans wanting to get your your money. There's so many people on TikTok, and they uh, profess to be a a witch. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like Savvy said, um, all this hocus pocus and these potions and whatnot, I don't know that much about it. I'm glad that I don't need it, you know, um, carrying the gifts that I do with my intuition. And I'm going to tell you, it's uh, like another muscle that's a part of you. You have to exercise it, all right? You have to exercise it because we all have it. So when you're looking at someone else and they seem like they're so spiritual because they're putting in the work here. So we have... uh, knowledge on the line and he has some things to say about that and also he's like one he's a poet out in Atlanta and he's one of the first people that I heard about this third eye in 20 uh 2007 and I was like what is this third eye and then after a while especially in 2010 when uh, more knowledge started coming to me and um just being on my path, 
and, and, and searching for what is true, not what was told to me. And it's been a long journey. Knowledge from Georgia. Atlanta. Welcome to Savage Session. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing today? Hello, hello. Good, good, good. Peace and blessings to everyone in the panel. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely something that you have naturally. Um, but it's not something that's not, um Usually, it's awakened in in females first before it's ever awakened in males. Because females have what they call intuition. And intuition is like, it's like the first piece of the puzzle. You know what I'm saying? And not, not all female intuition is good intuition, but nonetheless, intuition. Men have to discover their their wisdom, and they, most men do that through talent, whereas oh. women do it naturally because out of darkness comes light. And as being a part of universe, a spiritual part of the universe, women receive that by birthright. You feel what I'm saying? Because even though we plant the seed, y'all have to make the seed grow. You know what I'm saying? That's why you have some men who are really, really close to their mothers, and they they learn certain things from their from their female energy that tend to help them later on along in life, where they may have a more successful because they have a certain intuition that was passed down to them from their mothers, you know, and now that they become men or are growing into men. Their and their path is is a little bit more wider because everything has an alpha and omega to it. And what people don't realize is the omega is not just a uh, 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 a masculine energy; it's a feminine energy too. Because in the Bible it says that I am the alpha and the omega. But see, the omega means X and Y. You have the X chromosome and you have the Y chromosome. And when you add those two together, it becomes uniform. Because remember, the body is made of, of clay and dirt. You feel what I'm saying? So if that's the case, then how did Adam, how did God put put Adam to sleep and create a bone to make woman. You had to make Adam human first, full-fledged human, in order to make woman. So that's why he's the alpha and the omega, because he had to first make the first human in order to make woman so that her body will be able to contract like a black hole oh, to produce yes that's great I, that, I, I, that was that was good that you said that because that's definitely something i wanted to talk about in terms of first of all you brought up that 
it the awakening of the third eye, their intuition is brought through creativity. And one thing that I've learned on my journey in terms of femininity and intuition is that when you're dealing with the intuition, you're dealing with possibilities, you're dealing with potential. And so creativity comes from that, right? So anything that you can possibly create. So it's interesting that you describe that, you know, Adam and Eve and Adam coming first and then the woman coming after, because typically we like to say that the woman came first to give birth to the man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's interesting that we view the, into how we view the intuition in correlation to the pineal gland, right? Because that's part of it. And when you were talking about how it has to be awakened, I look at that being human and that man aspect of that we all have that masculine that needs to wake up is that calcification that we hear about when we talk about having to decalcify the pineal gland, if you've heard of that before. And I feel like a lot of people can benefit from understanding that in order to do that, you have to tap into your creative potential, which is your feminine energy. And once you have a trust in the things that you create, you develop that trust within your intuition because that correlates. And even as I'm able to say this right now, I still have my issues with doing that. You know what I mean? As I develop and get get wiser in myself as a woman and learning my crafts and everything that I'm able to do and potentially wanting to do, you know what I mean? Tapping into that trust that the things that I create are divine and I have to start looking at them that way. Gigi, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to uh, mention that scripture, Matthew 6, 22, it says the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. And see, that's the thing. You know, I'm going to put my theory out there because I look at Adam as being like a connection to uh, the cosmos, you know, and really? I have a different theory, uh, Corey. Don't 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 get me. But this is GD, the storyteller, and you know I I believe doesn't mean that it's truth, but I do believe that we are a product of the stars bursting into the cosmos, and we are energy, and we just happen to land in these bodies that are so temporary, you know. Mm-hmm. So the Adam and Eve story, uh, you know, I said I come from Christianity, and I was all up on it, but I'm not on that uh, corner as we speak today. It, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't fit for Adam to be a, a physical person. I know that uh, the Bible, uh, the scriptures, the stories that that are in there, they're, it's a guide for us, and um, I'm looking at it from a, a Christian standpoint, and now that I'm tipping toeing into the spiritual part of it, I see that a lot of it is the same. It's just that, unfortunately, um, people who was in charge of those times, they don't want us to know how magical we are. We, we are so full of magic. That's why when we're walking uh, uh, hitting uh, our feet on the carpet and that electricity is going through us. We're just a charge, savvy. That's what I uh-huh. have to say. And um, 
I'm just appalled by the fake magicians because um, I know that the first time that I heard about Reiki and people was going all on about it, and then when it came into my path, I'm like, oh, that's prayer, (laughs) you know, so... It's kind of the same thing, you know, with our mind. Our mind is very powerful. We we connect that energy, you know. So, and see, that's the power. And this is why uh, they put so many chemicals in our food because they know this greater than we know this. All the chemicals right, is directly to attack our pineal gland, pineal gland, the third eye, the, the fluoride in the toothpaste. You say 2012, yep. That's when, yes, knowledge was coming to me rapidly about everything, about the Illuminati and all this. But basically, this is why I'm kind of not into the word black as they are using it, because black means absent of light. And we are magical people. and We're more than that. We bring the magic. Don't you think, Savvy? I do. I do. As I would say, as I learned too, um, like I was saying about potential, like potential comes from a dark place. And so when learning about magic, as I see it, is when you are searching, when you are acquiring light, it's coming from a dark place. So my perspective of like be of black and blackness, I, I find pride in that because it's a potential space as well as a light space. And I feel like the quote-unquote elite of the world where you hear about, you know, Illuminati and where you see the, you know, before you learn about the symbolism of all that stuff it and those those methods and ways they keep us asleep is so that we don't realize that we're actually both of those things, that there's nothing wrong with being dark and light. And when you're practicing magic, it's all a matter of your intention. And so when you're looking exactly. at these, these when you're, when you're looking at these, um, what people call like the elite families or the people in control of the system or however you want to word that, they may be using these practices with ill intent, but it doesn't take away what the practice is for. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's what keeps people away from it because they know the, the, the damage that can be done. But when you don't have the power of your own will, that's what you're facing. When you don't have the power of your own eye, when you don't know your own intentions, when you don't know what you're doing, why you're doing, when you're doing, how you're doing these things when you come into spirituality, that's when you start to fall into the, you know, what am I doing? Is this wrong? And you're in, you're you're not trusting your intuition in a way that it can be utilized. But we're going to get back into this. We're going to talk about the origins right after this. Thank you. 
Yes, yes, yes. We're back with Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. We're talking about magic in the third eye. Listen, if you want to call in, this is what I didn't do. If you want to call in, the number is 563-999-3742. If you want to give your experiences, if you have questions, if you just want to connect, call in. I want to do a quick birthday shout-out to Stephen Hicks. Team Capricorn. Shout out to Stephen Higgs. Happy birthday. I believe we have a caller on the line right now. Last four digits, two, eight, six, four. You on the line? Yeah, no? I'm right here. All right. All right. I'm How right here. I'm good. I'm good. This is um, knowledge again. Um, oh, all right. All right. Knowledge back uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. I, um. I wanted to sort of uh, drop a little uh, jewel on you real quick about what you were saying before about it being a universal thing, you know. Um, It is a universal thing. We are all made of energy. But the difference is the female energy versus the masculine energy you know, it's produced in various different ways. Okay, so think of your body, right, as a planet, right? See, the man is the sun, the woman is the moon, and the stars are your children, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now think of the mass of light that, that happens when a planet explodes, right? What do you think? What do you think the energy goes to? It goes to different planes, different spaces, planets, different, you know, places in the in the world. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we have a group of people that they call the Anunnaki. These were mm-hmm. some of the ancient of people. These, they were around even before angels were around. These were the people that, that the creator used to have conversations with. You feel what I'm saying? And they were 10 feet tall. We had seven moons and 10 suns. That's why in the, in, in the Egypt, in Egyptian mythology, you know, the darkest one out of all of them was Osiris. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's good. That's okay. I love that you brought that up because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about right now. Is the is the origins of it. I'm definitely familiar with the Anunnaki. I'm definitely familiar with the Nomos and Sirius Star, 
all of that. And so I wanted to specifically talk about ancient Kemet and Egypt and how they studied magic and how they used their divine word to create and how their magic was used as medicine and healing specifically for um it's what they was used as it was described as an Egyptologist as a system of coping with irrational situations and dealing with everyday life. And I feel like that was something that I didn't learn early on when starting to study a lot of comedic mythology is that these teachings are for everyday life. It isn't a matter of necessarily preparing for death as and as well as, you know, what's typically taught when they talk about the book of the dead and things like that. But it's a everyday process of using these spiritual concepts to alchemicalize yourself and transform yourself through day-to-day situations. And that's what I really want to get people to understand when it comes to magic is it's really what works for you so that you can handle life. Like it's nothing to be afraid of. Like you learn all these concepts so you can deal with your personal life. But we got a caller on the line, last digit 6623. What's that? Hey, what's happening? It's Black Karma. How you doing? How you? Oh, there she is. How you doing? I'm I'm good, girl. I'm good. Just listening to y'all. Now, here y'all talking about this Anunnaki coming back. That they done based this little bogus movie off of. Y'all think that movie don't look up? I, you know what? I, I, yes. it was on, but yes. I didn't pay attention. I've been meaning to watch it. <laughs> Listen, when you get a moment, watch this movie. If you could sit all the way through it, and it really just goes to show the volumes of how sick our society is as people. It's just is absolutely disgusting. The whole thing to me, it just it didn't sit well with me. Um, and it's interesting that y'all bring up the Anunnaki because, you know, we hear different theories about <clears throat> Anunnaki. We hear about Nibiru or or Planet X, um, things like that, right? Now, for me, because I'm a very spiritual person, and I've honestly been astral traveling before I even knew that that's what it was called. So it's just different things that mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, they've been talking about a comet that's approaching. They've been talking about this for like 15 years, but it's funny because it's like this year now you're starting to see more in the headlines. They're talking about uh, a new comet that might, might hit the earth, but it, it might miss it. Like, they're doing all of that, right? And then you look at the time mm-hmm. that we're in, and even if you look at the whole Bible code situation, where they even talk about the planet Wormwood. Um, and when Wormwood is supposed to come back, the oceans are supposed to blacken. If you look at 2010, the BP oil spills, the oceans blacken with all the crude oil and stuff like that. Um, stuff's supposed to be happening with our food. A whole bunch of stuff's supposed to be happening. This is according to the Bible. And it's like whenever you go and you look at this movie, it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, they're talking about a comet, but for me, the, the shit that, that really rubbed me wrong was, it's a part in the movie, and I'm not trying to give it away, but it's like, they really show you how slick these devils are. They go and they convince the world that when the comet impacts Earth, right, um, they make it seem like people are going to be able to survive it and that the comet is going to bring jobs because they find out that there's a bunch of gold and um, valuable resources on this comet, right? Now, if you go back mm. and you look at the Anunnaki, they said that the Anunnaki came to Earth and was mining Earth to get their gold, get our gold and stuff like that because it's a, a fueling resource for them. So, mm-hmm. like, look deeper in the signs 
with like a lot of the stuff that's like out there. Because when I was watching it, it's like like I said, first of all, the whole thing I just don't do good with zombies, especially knowing about rabies and shit like that. Because when you look at the rabies virus, that to me seems like a zombie, right? So I never really like mm-hmm. zombie stuff. I never like doomsday stuff, stuff with the end of the world. But it's like for me knowing what I know and them talking about this comet, just dreams that I've had where I've actually seen what I've seen in dreams is it's not a comet. It's actually um it looks like a castle in the sky from what I've seen. I've called the mothership. Um and it's these colors that surrounds it that we have not seen on earth. Like literally colors out of this world. Um, so I just find it interesting because it's a certain code with how they have to operate. They have to tell you the truth. It's up to you whether you want to believe it. So y'all brought up Anunnaki, and that just made me think of that movie. So I did want to share that. But check that movie out. And then also don't get it twisted. Look at the actors in that movie. They can try to downgrade it and make it seem like the movie ain't a big deal. It's not a big movie. They got highly paid actors, Meryl Streep. What's the dude from um, mm-hmm. Titanic? The one, uh, the white guy, Jack, from Titanic, him, I can't think of his name. DiCaprio. He's in there. DiCaprio, yeah. Yeah, yeah DiCaprio, yeah. yeah. yep. Oh, good mm-hmm. old DiCaprio. He on there. You know, those are highly paid actors. Then the other one, her name is Jennifer something. I can't remember her last name, but she played in the movie Hustlers. These are highly paid, and I'm trying to be funny, white actors. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't no small no small movie. This is a big deal. So again, check out that movie. What they call Don't Look Up I'll, about the comment and read the signs because that. they literally telling you. Huh? I'm gonna watch that tonight. And it's I am glad you brought this up. Oh I, I love how all this comes together. I love it. Because I feel like when when we see things like that, that's part of your third eye being open, period. Like when you could the the neuro cinematics of movies, that's a whole nother subject that might be a topic on another day. But to me, when they do that, it's like they taunt us into to looking at things like we know something that you don't. And we're going to give you the information in a way that you're not going to be able to understand until you unlock your curiosity to find this shit out. That's how mm-hmm. I be feeling. Did you have something to say? Yes, I do, because you mentioned uh, Don't Look Up. I recently saw it like a few weeks ago. And you know what? And prior to that, me and a group of my people, when we be chatting about what we're talking about tonight, um, don't look up because there's clouds in the sky that are not clouds in the sky. They're up in the sky to hide, camouflage Man. the castle in the sky. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I right. have a, a friend in another state I'm not going to mention but he has a photo of this thing, the state clouds and whatnot. And I could walk out and look at those clouds. I'm like, mm, they are, they're fake today. They are hiding some things. And when they say don't look up, they really don't want you to look up. When they say look up, they don't want you to. Um, end of the world stuff, it's, that's been coming on for ever the end of the world like since i've been born it's in the bible the end of the world bringing people to um to fear however you know this is the time when people are coming to their true spirituality of who we are 
And this is why the Great Awakening, it didn't just happen like one time. It began even before 2012 as people are waking up. And I believe, I know, uh, the reason for bringing some of these uh, institutions like Code COVID is because it's just a setup for, for more things. But that's for people who pay attention to that kind of stuff. Black Karma, she mentioned that, she, honey, she teleported. I do too, many times in the day because I'm up out of here. You know, our conscious mind, our unconscious mind is so powerful. So, hey, this is Savvy Sessions. What are you going to do with the magic you have? Right. I'm going to keep growing. That's the question. Keep. What do you do with your magic? Keep practicing this magic. That's what I'm going to be doing. Continuously practicing, getting to know myself and my own intentions. One thing that I know for sure when it comes to the things that they show us on these movies and the things that they, you know, things that happen in this world, it to me is to steer you away from tuning into yourself. The more you watch on TV, the more you tune in the stuff that's being created, you know, off of really your divinity and your divine mind. You know what I'm saying? When you learn to see these the, the symbolism in all this stuff. Like you mentioned seeing the castle in the sky. I picture castle, castles in the sky being the temple of my mind. So if you're telling mm-hmm. me not to look up, you're telling me not to look to my higher self, and I'm going to look anyway. You know what I'm saying? I like that. So it's a way, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I interpret when I'm looking at things out in the world. When they tell me not to do something, that means I, I, I with my third eye, am going to turn it internally. You tell me to be afraid of coronavirus, the crown virus, I'm tuning into my crown chakra, period. Because yes, the magic to me is where they try to tell you not to look is where you need to look. So you'll get these fear, fear tactics. You'll get these scary type, demonic type, if you're not used to the symbology type things, to steer you away from the inner knowledge of yourself. And this is what I was talking about when it comes to exploring the darkness and being okay with that. Because the darkness is the unknown. The darkness is the questions you have. The darkness is the curiosities that you had. And we can't be afraid to explore those things because ultimately that leads to the understanding of the I, which is yourself. So what you're And I think that afraid of, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. think that the darkness is, is also your strength. If I can mm-hmm. put that out there. All right. Yeah. You have like forty yeah, so two minutes left on the show. I'm and this saying, is a great yeah. conversation going. Knowledge is still on the line. Um, if you have anything to contribute, you let Savvy know, and she can bring you back on. Yeah, I would I would love to come back on if, if she has time. Yeah, Knowledge, you, you go ahead. You got a few minutes. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the castle in the sky thing. Okay, so... I don't know if y'all know about the app Sputnik. It's a yes. it's a it's a, a, it's a, it's a it's a right. It's a Russian satellite. It takes pictures every thirty seconds and records up to forty eight hours worth of video. That castle in the sky is real. It's real. Percent certified. You can walk inside it, touch it, all that good shit. It's real. Um, it's actually a part of the United States and China's contribution to a planetary uh, uh, collaboration team for NASA. 
and for all the rich people who 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 um are scared that the earth is gonna crumble within the next couple of decades because of the ozone layer is being deteriorated, yeah, they're they they built that out there for them. You know, so yeah, it mm-hmm. it's it's real. And um I also astral project. And I've looked outside my third eye more than once. I know how to leave my mind and my body without leaving my bed. But the thing mm-hmm. about it is you have to understand that your spiritual energy is connected to your feminine energy. You can, as a man, as see, man can't tap into his third eye without recognizing the feminine energy. In his body, mm. can do it. A woman can tap into it because she's complete spirit. Her flesh is simply that. It's it's a it's an encasing. It's like you know putting light inside a a lampshade. You know, I mean. But for a man, if you've ever watched the prophecy, every time an angel comes to earth. His eyes are black until they're not. And what happens? Speaking is- of black, speaking of black, we gonna get right back into this in a second. We got knowledge here. We got Gigi the storyteller, savvy raw with savvy sessions here on Blog Talk Radio. Hot words, hot topics. Y'all stay tuned in. All right. Y'all looking for a pause, man. I'm looking for summer home. So each is on it. This is why you always 
right? Because fasting is the fastest (laughs) way to me, in my experience, to allowing yourself to see just how powerful your spirit is. I made a post about it on my Instagram a couple days ago where it it, it stated how fasting is 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 the, the sharpest way, paraphrasing, to see how powerful your spirit is because when you let go of the things that make you comfortable, most comfortable, the things that you've been used to most of your life, you allow, you're allowing your consciousness to expand. It's kind of like de- it's a detox. You know what I mean? Think about doing it physically, like when you may have like some type of, you know, colon cleanse, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? When you let go a lot of, uh, of a lot of that low vibrational, watching a lot of TV, eating a lot of certain kinds of food, or, you know, going to certain places, being around certain people, when you have that time to be alone, when you're putting lighter things in your body, when you're letting go of having to be stimulated all the time by something external, you're allowing yourself to acquire a more natural state of being, which is that personal light, which is your spirit, which is what knowledge was talking about, which you're brought into this world with, you know, prior to, you know, receiving your physical body where you have your natural senses. But when we're distracted by the things that are in this world, by the things that are so easily accessible and, you know, addicting, you know what I'm saying? It's all about breaking an addiction when you're wanting to get in touch with your own intuition and your third eye because we're we're not likely to be brought up in environments, especially a lot of us, you know, black people, melanated people, we're not brought up in environments where we're taught how to fast or we're encouraged to do different things. It's more so this is what you do because you black, this is what you do because you in this family, this is what you do, you know what I'm saying? So when you're starting to question things for yourself and leave yourself open for that, that's when you start to get in touch with yourself. Gigi, you having something to speak on or how you um, started to open yourself up to this information? You know, a lot of what you just mentioned, I personally um, stopped watching television in 1999. And, you know, being a Pisces, we don't do too much of that because we're very internal. And uh, we use that intuition uh, more than more than most. And the external things with the television and feeding your mind, you know, just being distracted Yes, that is a point because I know if humanity would just turn that television off like they showed you on that movie, The Truman Show, turn that television Mm. off, you'd be surprised how much power you have. There's a commercial, they, they scrubbed it off the Internet, where I think it was an Apple commercial and everybody was at church. And the the person that was at the pool pit, he had a phone, and everybody was standing up, and he said, let us pray. And everybody looked down at their phone. So everybody is in solidarity with these phones. You can't go from one room to the other room without it being in your hand. That's the one of the biggest deceptions that they have placed in our hands, this technology, and who was talking about that today, about um, the virtual reality? They've shown you all of that as well. Mm, They want you to put on these glasses. Yeah, all Mm. the little uh, sci-fi movies and whatnot, and see, I don't uh, watch the news, none of that. And I have people that watch the news on the daily they get upset with me because I don't watch the news. Are you serious? 
that <laughs> I don't clog my mind up. And to quote in the scriptures, it says, be in the world, but not of the world, right? We're here, but we are not here to be tapped into all that stuff that bog us down, like uh, movie stars, entertainers, and singers, and, and whatnot, uh, having these idols. All this are just dark magic to keep you away from who you are, that magic one. Um, Corey, we have 28 minutes left. Do you have any uh, brief statements about what we've just been talking about? Yeah, I'm say this real quick and I, I think you know this but um my first enlightenment moment when I started really sort of my origin story is in 2009 I was sleeping on Gigi's floor and we were making music from like midnight to like nine in the morning and like we would have these religious talks because she went to a Kojic church and I was a Christian and, you know, it was, it was all these different conversations. But when I got rid of the denominational aspect of, you know, spirituality, that is when I came in my third, I really started to open up. And then it opened even wider once I became a Mason. And then once I became a Mason, it opened even wider because then I got into the Book of the Dead and I got into the Book of Enoch and the Dead Sea Scrolls and a whole bunch of other things. All things that people said were devilment and this, that, and the third, but when you start getting rid of the the boxes, so to speak. When you start getting rid of the boxes and you get outside that box, you start seeing things from a different end. And Gigi was like my spiritual guide for a while. You know, I would call her maybe four or five times a day. You know, we would just talk about, you know, what to do, what path to take, you know. So for me, it was being close to her, and that's Mm -hmm. why her and Lisa, I call both of them mama, because they helped me realize that my spirituality was not inside a box. It was inside Mm me. That's deep. Right. (laughs) It was the beginning for a lot of us, as we said, of coming to that knowledge and erasing all the information that we was given. And uh, I'll tell you, this is why I do have my show, Ovasi Views, because I bring in what I was taught uh, in the Christian way. And like I said before, a lot of those scriptures, a lot of those stories, they correlate with spirituality. We basically got this um, spiritual information from the East and it comes to the West and all of a sudden it's a religion and they block out the the parts, the elements that we really need to know. And and I'm going to tell you, that's why uh, the powers to be, this shadow government that they speak of, 
This is why they got really, really scared because people was, um, especially people who have a lot of melanin in their skin, was starting to become a vegan, not eating meat. And they don't want that at mm-hmm. all. They do not want us to leave that meat alone. It's poison. You know, I myself is doing a pushback, right? I used to be vegetarian years ago, and uh, I got a Gigi story, but we're not going to get into it right here. However, what Savvy was talking about, doing that fasting, that's a winner right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I fast uh, before a show. If I'm having a show, I don't eat, you know, and I purify my body, you know, and I open my mind for information um, t- to receive it. You know, we're t- we're like transmitters or connectors, so to speak. So mm-hmm. we're walking around mm-hmm. here loaded up with all this information, you know, and not facts. A lot of uh, these things we know in our soul, in our gut. We can't say, well, I know this to be true because I, I purchased this book and read this author, but your intuition will tell you what is true and correct, and you will not be wrong. That's what I have to say about that. Here on Savvy Sessions. Yes, you are. This is Savvy Sessions here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Savvy Raw here. Um, that's that's interesting you say that too, uh, because it is a lot of information. And just like I was talking about, like fasting and detox, information overload is a real thing. I like. I feel like. Oh I my God! Yes. You know what I mean? Like especially in, in, back in 2012, and it's and when was that? I want to say when I was pregnant with my son. This was 2017. Like I was going through something, another spiritual transformation there, just just being with child. But I was acquiring a whole lot of information. You know what I mean? Like I I wanted to. I was vegetarian. You know what I mean? Half vegetarian, vegan during that time, because my my vessel needed space. And that's how how I like to explain. That's how I it was explained to me is when you're fasting and letting go of things, your vessel needs that space. You know what I mean? It's just like having a, a room, a room full of things. Like, if you want new things, you got to get rid of some things. You know what I'm saying? And those things that you get rid of might be uncomfortable because you've been conditioned to have these things for a long time. I would say from experience, um, the most challenging thing to fast from would probably be food and sexual activity. And I feel like when you can fast from those things specifically, I feel like you deem a greater reward for it. Like those are very, those are very challenging things for us, especially in this world. You know what I'm saying? And so when you can fast from something that you feel like you can't live without, you feel like it has control over, you feel like you're dependent on it. Those are those kind of things that you need, that you can start practicing letting go of or detaching yourself from, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you create this spiritual stamina for yourself to, experience yourself in different ways and I feel like that's what being a spiritual being is about is evolution and allowing yourself to grow right Knowledge, are you uh, this is Gigi okay go ahead. I'm, I'm still, I just I just I'm want to still. throw something in there really really quick because you mentioned about uh not having sex and I do want to say when I was on my journey in uh, 2012 and even prior to that, coming into a lot of information, I got to the point where it was like, stop, don't read anything, none of that. It was too 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 much for me. But as I was doing my studies, I was reading and going here and going there and looking at stuff and being in meditation and 
prayer, and I promise you, I got to uh, the realization that I'm not supposed to have sex. I don't know about all you people, but it was like that was my awakening. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I am not not to do this, and I do find that I am stronger when I don't. My intuition is up on high when I don't. Um, That's what I wanted to say. Knowledge, we have like 20 minutes left on this session, Savvy Sessions. Um, It is paramount. It is paramount if you want to be completely open that you sustain from sex. And Lord knows I'm a very sexual person, but when I tell you I'm able to think clear, I'm able to breathe clear, it is a known fact that when the body is not polluted with negative energy, nothing but positive energy flows. So... When you have sex with a person, it can become very detrimental to your spiritual health. So you have to be careful who you let into your temple. I also want to make a few comments too, um, <clears throat> in reference to the ship, because like I say, I just I receive stuff in dreams for whatever reason, um, and I know like around 2011 like 2010, 2011, for whatever reason, I began to have these dreams um, that I was not understanding. And it was to a point to where they were freaking me out. Like it was giving me a lot of anxiety and it started happening so much, like to the point to where it was like every night that eventually the anxiety stopped. And in the dream, it was real weird. In the dream, it was like the earth became like, it's like this magnetic pull was with the earth. Like it was almost like a planetary magnet. And you know how like you'll go outside and for instance, like the moon, you'll see the moon and it's like the moon could be like really, really huge. Say like a full moon, really, really big. Mm-hmm. Then you wait a couple more hours, you go outside and the moon is not only has it shifted its position in the sky, but it's a lot smaller. So mm-hmm. in these dreams that I was having, it would be daytime. And it's like I would look in the sky, and for whatever reason, it was the planets Mars and Jupiter. And it's like they were huge, and it's like they were slowly hovering towards the Earth, almost like a like how they're talking about a comet supposed to hit. It was almost like that. But the way that it moved, it moved very, very peaceful, but it's like the Earth was, like, pulling it to it. And like I said, I used to have these dreams, and it was to a point, because that's some scary shit. Like, you you chilling or whatever in your dream or whatever, you talking to somebody in your dream, and you look up in the sky, and Jupiter's wham, right there to the point to where you can see clouds and stuff on the planet. It's literally in our atmosphere. Um, and then I had a, a, a situation where I had a dream about Saturn that freaked me out so bad, I honestly don't even like to talk about it. I don't know what is with the energy of that planet, but there is something there that is on that planet that is um, pure evil. I had a dream, astral traveling. Like I said, I, you know, something that I just, I've been doing since I was little. And whenever I astral travel, especially when I'm out in the cosmos, 
and I'm astral traveling, it's like it's dark, but it's like the dark has like this light to it. So it's like it's not pitch black, right? You don't, um, and it's like, of course, it's like you don't really walk or anything. It's like you move. It's like your subconscious controls how you move. And in this dream, no lie, I was coming up on Saturn, right? I'm out there just floating, just astral traveling. And it was something about the light that it attracted me so much. I slowly started gravitating towards it, right? And I'm so close to the ring to where I could reach my hand out and touch it. And I started to do that. When I tell you the closer I got, I heard something say, don't do that. And I snapped my hand back. And I don't know what the fuck or who the fuck it was, but it scared the shit out of me. And, I mean, I just went into straight panic mode. And then next thing you know, the dream just switched. But for whatever reason, like That's- I said, it was Mars, it was Jupiter, and it was it was Saturn. But it's crazy because Jupiter had the most inviting energy, right? Um, Mars was, was even cool. But that damn Saturn, and the crazy part is, I didn't, there was nobody out there that I could physically see, but the vibe was that I was being surveilled, like I was being watched, and it's like, I was cool until, I mean, in the way that it was, the way that the light of the ring attracted me, it was like, you know how you see, um, like, the fly traps with the light and stuff like that, how they just attracted to the light? And then they touch the light. Mm, yes, we gonna talk about we gonna talk about dreams because I feel like we got enough time for it. We gonna talk about dreams. We gonna talk about how this correlates to your mind and the things, the messages that are sent to you divinely right after this. I ain't playing this. I was 
raising a trace, ain't place like one to live. Looking like I'ma be number 10, YBM humble man. Wait till the money in my maker, rain maker, flood on my stomach with it. Van frame, bottling, truck rumbling, to the summer and blunder when I'm so in love with the southern. Wait, I'm not the one to be. Wait, I'm on some other. Plus, we got some of the talk with the MC hammer with the man and when the cup shine, you can't even touch this. This time coming in public. I'm not look bro, you was buddies with. No more deaths in town. Yes, yes, yes. This is Savvy Raw here on Savvy Sessions where spirituality meets reality. We've been talking about magic in the third eye. We've been talking about a lot. Uh, We have Black Karma on here talking about dreams. So I want to talk about dreams real quick before we get out of here. Let me tell you all about some of these dreams I'll be having. Um, There has been times where I've, one thing that happens to me a lot of the time, and this has a lot to do with the third eye, right? Dreams have a lot to do with your third eye perception. And I believe that when you have a dream, Sometimes they're, they're, they're messages for you. They're encrypted, encoded, symbolic messages, you know, that happen when we're in this dream state. Like anything can happen in a dream. You could be recalling real life experiences. You could be recalling things that haven't happened yet. You could be recalling things that, you know, anything for that matter. But there's been times where I have recurrent dreams a lot, where I'll, I'll remember, I'll remember, I'll have a dream that I had maybe five years ago again. And so what I learned to do when it comes to dreams is to make a journal. So if you're listening right now and you're curious about how to track your dreams and understand what may be being revealed to you in dreams is to keep a journal. One thing, one practice that was taught to me is to write down things that you, that you're actually doing during the day, make a column, write down things you do during the day. And then when you have your dream, jot down little notes of what you remember. Try not to write down everything in great detail because when it comes to dreams, you're dealing with your subconscious and the subconscious deals in symbols. And a lot of it is abstract and it's not reasonable because sometimes if you've ever experienced, when you have a dream, you be waking up trying to make sense of it. And a lot of times that shit don't make sense. One minute you be in the bathroom, you open the door, you out at the beach. And then you pick up some sand, all of a sudden it's water in your hands and it turns to wine. You know what I mean? Just as an example, it just be random shit that happens. But when you understand symbology, in a way, or you're open to understanding symbology and you are keeping track of your own personal experiences, you can kind of see what these things may mean. Like Black Karma, you were talking about planets. I don't know how much you're into astrology, um, but I know for, for certain that, that Saturn represents a very strict and disciplinary planet. So that could be why it was so scary, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or so mm-hmm. off-putting. And Jupiter is a planet of expansion and knowledge, and that's why it was so welcoming. You know what I'm saying? So it's these things that, that you, you know, could look at. Does anybody want to chime in on that while we still got some time when it comes to dream knowledge? Yeah, I would like to chime in before knowledge jumped in there and we're off. We have about nine minutes left. This is Gigi, the storyteller. The dreams, for mm-hmm. me, 
I used to dream a lot. I had a major dream when I was uh, 16, and I promise, I think I clogged up my own third eye because I did not want to do that anymore. Um, and in fact, the dream is what we're experiencing right now today with this code COVID and everything. That was the dream. And uh, a lot of things, it was the, the U.S. Uh, turning on the American citizens and rounding us up into internment camps. So this is what's going on. And fast forward a little bit, I did not want to dream anymore. That was my choice. And for years, I didn't dream. And then uh, at some point, I started dreaming a lot. And that's when I realized, hmm, we're living in different kind of realities because when I go to dream, when – it's amazing. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm wealthy. I'm spinning around doing all kinds of things and whatever. And then I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm here where I enjoy my life here that I created. You know, however, when I go into dreams, it's so much better. And since I have relocated to the desert, oh my. It's all up on high. The dreaming, my dreams have came back. I feel like that little boy in the never-ending story. So that's where I am right now. And I do want to recommend you guys to um, catch this 80s movie, all right? It's called Dreamscape, and it will explain to you a whole lot about dreams and how powerful they are. So that's all I have to say on this wonderful hour. What's the name of it? Dreamscape. 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 I'm not saying anything about this movie. That's a movie that um, I have a 39-year-old son, and I have another son that's 37, and they grew up on that movie, so that's in the 80s. So I got an early Mm -hmm. awakening to how powerful our dreams are, you know, and um, like when I acknowledge and know this, when we uh, lay down, we say, see you in next consciousness, you know, yeah. that be our, right, that be our uh, salute to the nighttime. I'll see you in the next consciousness. So six minutes left. What's going on with final topics here on Hot Words, Hot yeah. Topics with Savvy Sessions? I'm going to say this. My Astral projection started when I was about 10. And one night, it was the scariest moment for me because I actually saw vampires. You know what I'm saying? And when I say vampires, I mean spiritual vampires. I don't mean physical vampires. Mm -hmm. And like she said, I actually clogged my third eye up. It was that intense. But it wasn't until I got older that I realized how to deal with those things. And when you when you when you deal with something that's foreign to your your imagination and into your consciousness, you tend to want to put up barriers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I've jumped inside of the moon. I've jumped inside of the sun. I've I've done these things. And the one thing I can tell you is that for every masculine energy, there's a feminine energy. But when you have an energy like Saturn, those, 
energies are, are multiplied because Saturn has seven rings. And for every planet that has exploded, Saturn has disintegrated 39.5% of its energy. So because those rings are constantly moving, anything that floats within the atmosphere of Saturn is sucked up and, and disintegrated. So that's why you have a masculine energy. You have a heavy sense of, of aggressiveness because it carries almost as much heat as the sun. Mm. Would you say, would you say, I, I, with the rings example, would you say, because, you know, I, I, I study a lot of astrology, you know what I mean? And I, I hear a lot about Saturn being that quote unquote big daddy planet. Like don't nobody want to mess with Saturn <laughs> because of the intensity. And you bring up the rings and what that made me think of immediately is like cycles. And being a place of having to go through cycles and you bring up the masculine energy because I, I from my experience and how is the action that pushes you through those and through those cycles and also ends the cycles in a way well, see, by, you know I'm sorry? Thing about the thing about Saturn mm-hmm. is that it's both male and female. Mm-hmm. Unisex. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. unisex. The hermaphrodite planet. It's filled with... Knowledge, I'm sorry, this is Gigi the Storyteller. You open up something. We're going to have an extra show on that because we have about three minutes and 33 seconds left on this show, January the 11th with Savvy Sessions. Um, you open up something huge. You have no idea when knowledge. We're gonna conversate, and I'm gonna let you know what it is. Ooh, we, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. <laughs> you just brought the light. <laughs> I promise. It's it's three minutes. We can't talk about it right now. The listeners will get upset because we won't be able to complete it. And savvy, I'm gonna let you know what it is. When knowledge said that the Saturn is both male and female, I have awakened to some information that I wanted to know. It's been driving me like nuts so for a very long time. Um, <clears throat> we're not going to reveal it right here. We're going to talk about it either on the next Savvy Sessions, if she will allow it, or I'll probably mention it on Ovati View. So, right. Savvy, we got two come, more minutes to go. Right. Then you say I, what? I feel like I feel no. You you're up next with those AC views on the next Tuesday. So um, um, I feel yes, like I'm gonna bring it to the forefront. Knowledge. I don't know if you can come back again because it's it's three hours away uh, in Atlanta, and he has his own uh, show. Knowledge. Really quick. Uh, could you let the listeners know where they can find you? Um, I'm on, uh, I'm on, uh, live me. You, you can either go on live me pro or live me, uh, Royal live. And my name, my show is called talk your shit. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and it's a show pretty much based around different topics 
you know, from comical stuff to political stuff to spiritual stuff to business stuff. Um, lately, All we've right. been doing a lot. A lot All of right, stuff knowledge. We have about a minute left here on Savvy Session. Right. Yes. I appreciate everybody that has come on today. Black Karma, thank you for stepping in. Knowledge, thank you for being here. Gigi, always a pleasure with your word, with your stories coming in here on Savvy Sessions. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at why she so, or she calls me Savvy, excuse me. Follow me on Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel, less than known. It's called Savvy Vision, where I talk about a lot of esoteric, occult, and spiritual information there as well. Y'all go ahead and hit that up. I will be back next month with another topic. It'll be deep and good. Gigi, go ahead and give your handles while we get out of here. My handle is Gigi, G-H-E-E. And it's funny how I changed that. It was G-I-G-I because it's ghetto gospel, however. I'm moving. So is G-H-E-E, G-H-E-E, the storyteller? I'm still telling stories, but the truth, I want you to know. Check me out on all platforms. And I do want to thank Black Karma for coming on because like a Pisces, we're we're not night people like that. So I do appreciate you coming on. I want to mention her business out in Atlanta, she delivered all over the world, Flowers in Flames. Check her out on Instagram. And that's it. And I always come back to Hot Words, Hot Topics. When you see us live on Block Talk Radio, you know we're talking about something. Isn't that right, Savvy? That's right. Always talking about something. Y'all be good. Peace. When I wake up, no makeup, have naked, I feel like I'm the shit. Pardon my language, but hang-ups do not define the kid. No, I'm not flawless, I'm scarred up and I'm fine with it. My body are the laundry list of all of life's unkindnesses. But I still sip tea and chant home and live free. Cause hardships and heartbreaks turn to rap epiphanies. And mom told me, stay woke, cause all gold ain't glistening. Choose your words wisely, cause the all-knowing's listening. But no worries, I'm Gucci. My thighs are a little juicy. My dialogue, little awkward. My idols still move me. My life is a movie, like Raheem and Mookie. I'm just trying to the right thing, hope that it improves me, my bamboos are costume to me, you'll be soon to costume to me, this tomorrow I got royal hemoglobin coursing through me, and my strength is now inhuman, I get that straight from my own, beside this silk from out the grill of yours and truly, you better shine on the baby, you a star, you better be exactly who you are, forever, I was in that mirror like four or five times a week on my mile of beats reciting affirmations like holy rights and I still don't know everything. But I guess confessions from 8 by 11s in studio sessions seem like it's only right and trust me, this my therapy, fuck your couch finna murk all these Murphy types, funny style me shut your mouth, touch me, I'm slaughtering crews, squads, goons, teams, the queen is coming to rule your region, coming for all of your asses plus your house, I ain't always have it in me no time for pretending I was 14 years old, forcing pills down my throat so my baby fat diminished, still got these scars from cutting my wrist when I thought the life was finished now they remind me what my lows look like now I know the sky's the limit, okay never claim to be perfect, that's an impossible Dreams. I'm just saying that I'm working. That's a responsible thing. 
spin half my life trying to find my life from outside sources. Why the only voice that mattered came from me? You better shine on them, baby, you a star. You better be exactly who you are forever. Cause they gon' try and change your heart. Don't let up. Cause you sure damn fine just the way you, you better are. shine on them, baby, you a star. You better be exactly who you are forever. Cause they gon' try and change your heart. Don't let up. Cause you sure damn fine just the way you are. When Rock go in, she too aggressive, that's too masculine. And her content low too obsessive, just relax a bit. She say she died, that's narcissistic, just the facts of it. Now nah, I don't really F with female rappers, that's just sacrilege. Glad I learned early not to internalize every income. Daddy told me with every opinion that comes a sphincter. And they would rather see them thoughts than popularize a thinker. Why them lagging archetypes is chasing cat, I'm trying to sphincter. Rap bevels can caramello apparel, mainly vintage. Meryl composer, warrior, so every verse became a vengeance. Went through too much hair to not be five, but they still feigning ignorance. So now I can't. To clip my just do it, remaining anxious Baby, I'm a star without the flash frame of entry Came out the doctor, up the entire game upon my entry Kept it 100, messed around and gained another century And this now I'm aiming to pop off to my mental chambers empty I'm unbothered, your standards is irrelevant I might F around and rock a body, y'all just for the hell of it They've been trying to martyr me for ages cause my melanin So now I'm soaking UV rays to shake and it on my abdomen My dude, I'm magic, my game is got it, my mood is savage, that game is kind my moves and mountains, my range astonishing days The sun is like rain and comets, they blazing Trails through planets, all hell, it's kind of amazing That's right, we'll call it self-love Discovered I was dope and indulged like a skeleton And you could call me arrogant and that's gonna help me But if you're trying to knock me down, your demolition fell, bruh, fell, bruh, fell, bruh, fell You better shine on them, baby, Just the way you are.